Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. We're back, guys of a certain age. The podcast is more volatile than the weather in Mississippi in February. <laughs> Robbie Koblenz in studio joined alongside with Jay Reed and from the Ar- Arctic Tundra, or it was the Arctic Tundra a week yeah. ago. Who are you? Now it's now it's the balmy tundra. This is Art Shirley. <laughs> there you go. I actually have shorts on. I have a long sleeve t-shirt, but I've got shorts on. This time last week we were chipping away ice, mm-hmm. guys. And I think the air conditioner's on at the house now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I walked in and I I walked in this morning and the air conditioner. Yeah, it's exactly that. Right. We went from 17 to 70. Yeah. You know, in a week. Oh, man. I tell you what. uh, If you don't like the weather, wait 30 minutes and it'll change. And we'll we'll be griping about it. Our our carport, the concrete is sweating now because of Mm -hmm. condensate. It's uh, pretty nasty. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Same way. Yeah. It's it's, it's as slippery as the ice was. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. Be careful about those hips, Art. Be careful right. about That's those right. hips. So, all right, let's jump into some geeks of the week. Who wants to go first? Art, why don't you go first? Since you're, uh, since you know, we can't see. Since any. I, you could lose me. You could lose me at any minute. Yeah, and there's no okay. don, nonverbal cues that you can give. All us. right, okay. Uh, the this came out uh, yesterday, possibly the day before. No, it came out yesterday. J.J. Abrams has been confirmed. Hey, working. that Is was that yours. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got time to look for another one now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we should, I guess, we should coordinate these things. You know, you would think by now we would realize, hey, let's 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 clear it with each other, which each one of us is talking about. That, that's part of the spontaneity of it. Or yeah, usually that's has true. three to work with. Didn't didn't somebody pass away this? I thought you were going. I thought there was somebody that passed away this week that you were going to talk about. Yeah, you usually. I don't know who that. No, was. No, this was your turn. I think. This yeah, was your turn I can't remember. Man. Anyway, yeah. New yeah. Superman reboot confirmed, and it is going to be uh, a black Superman story. Is what they're saying, uh, and. You know, the fans are, are already in uproar about that, about that, but it is comic book accurate. There's a Kalel from Earth 23 that's uh, Calvin Ellis. And so this is a, a, a story that uh, interesting story that's going to be need to be told. Uh, one thing that I'm I'm not as excited about J.J. Abrams being involved just because of, I guess, what uh, what we've seen him do with Star Wars as compared to what John Favreau did with Star Wars. But uh, what's really cool is Todd Nahisi Coates is is uh, going to be writing the script for the, the film. And he was involved with the black Panther movie. So I think that will be very cool. Now it's already speculation that Michael B. Jordan may be the guy playing Superman. I don't know if that's still going to happen or not. He of course be a great choice, but there's, you know, there's it'd be interesting to see what happens with this, but that is going to be something. Uh, That'd be another one jump, thing, right? From uh, Marvel. Yeah. To DC? Hey, back and forth. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Marvel's back to DC, but, uh, our, but, his, but he hasn't done anything with, He's done two Marvel pieces because he did. Uh, he's been uh, Johnny Storm, and then he was Killmonger, and so he's worked. I guess that was the Fantastic Four was a Fox property at that point. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so what's what's good about this is I think that it's not a true reboot. It's not like we're going to see somebody else, you know, getting to another origin story of uh, of Clark Kent, Superman which I don't think we need anytime soon. I, I certainly am open to more uh, Superman stories, but uh, this is going to expand uh, what we know about the character, what uh, 
uh, you know, what the, maybe the, the lay people know about the character. I think comic book people are already familiar with this character, so, uh, Calvin Ellis. So, so J.J. Abrams is attached to produce, but has not been confirmed to di- attach as a director yet. Correct? No, there's no director hired yet. And I would imagine they're going to get somebody else to direct. I would think so. So, yeah. Uh, and, and like you said, an alternate Superman, uh, Henry uh, Cavill, Cavill, how do you pronounce his name? Yeah. Yeah. That's that you're, you're as close as I've ever gotten. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure how it is. He's I've on, heard Cavill too, but I've, Cavill is what, what we'll go with for this show. For this show. We'll change it. Cavill. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, Cavill. Cavill. Oh, well, yeah. like a Krypton, you know. Krypton. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to cut your mic off, Jay. Uh, mm-hmm. and so he has, I thought it was good. he has been confirmed to, um, uh, want to come back to the character yes uh, but you know there hasn't been anything that uh, has been written so far but uh, yeah they in, keep in uh, they keep edging him out of whatever even the little cameos he's got he was supposed to have a cameo in shazam too and they're like ah that's okay we'll, we'll get back to you so so, so uh, speaking of his cameo in shazam was that actually him in the suit no they, that was not okay all right i, I think- as far as i know i've heard it was not yeah, you know, I, I figured it couldn't be. So I but, just realized who yeah. you were talking about. I thought you were talking about something to come in the new Superman movie, and so Cav L was like the no. from the planet. Oh, <laughs> talking about Henry Cavill. This, this is what happens when we record on a Saturday. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Wow. Wow. I this is gonna, long. Well, this is going to throw my whole week off too. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. this is actually Saturday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're gonna you're gonna go back to work here in a second, aren't you? Yeah, that's uh, right. Well, so we'll go into my geek of the week, which my backup was uh, the new Superman and Lois on the CW. So we're, yeah, I was I was wondering if we were on the same page on that because that was initially mine until this other news came out. But I'm glad you're bringing this one up. So um, I, you know, Art and I've been on record. We've kind of given up on the CW a few seasons back because it got very soap operish for me. I didn't think the production values were quite as good. And uh, I, I loved Arrow. I loved the first four seasons of Arrow. But as they started to kill off some of the great characters, Tommy Merlin, Malcolm Merlin, uh, Slade mm-hmm. Wilson, Arrow just wasn't nearly as compelling for me. And um, uh, The Flash kind of lost a little bit of its luster. I never got into Supergirl. You like Supergirl to begin I with. I did like Supergirl a lot. I even and watched I think that everything, in the beginning. Yeah. And I think they all you know, uh, start out very strong and then they just kind of get bogged down with their own soap opera-ish baggage. And I, you know, I think that the characters they develop are fun and the relationships they develop are fun. They're good. But when it becomes the story, you know, and I'm, uh, you know, at, at the expense sometimes of the, the superhero character that we're all wanting to see that for me, it doesn't work out, you know, no, it does work for a lot of folks and that's great. But, so- but, to what? your point on Superman and Lois. Well, yeah, and so I'm I, I really had no intention of watching Superman and Lois. I'd seen a couple of things, you know, that had been posted, some some set pictures and whatnot. And I I actually found time, I guess it was Thursday night, I was just flipping through the, the kids were gone. Uh, and then there was, or maybe Wednesday night, whenever it was, Tuesday night. So you watched it live, so it was yeah. whenever it came on live. So yeah. And I, I picked it up about fifteen minutes in. And I have to say, I was pretty captivated. Uh, yeah. T- Tyler Hoiking, how do you pronounce his yeah. last name? Whatever. Uh, Ty- Tyler, Tyler H., who plays Superman, who was uh-huh. in the uh, the Arrowverse crossovers and appeared mm-hmm. in Supergirl. Um, you know, he, he is Superman, and I forget the actress who plays Lois, but they're, they're crossover from, 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 you know, the Supergirl portion of the DC universe. Um, 
uh, he, he's a great Superman, maybe my favorite Superman since Reeve. Mm. And, and the way they handled this, it is a completely different story um, than, than what we're used to with Superman. He, Superman and Lois are married. They have two teenage boys, Jonathan and Jordan. They have moved back to Smallville. And it's, it's almost a new 52 feel Superman. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I, I just think it was, oh, I, I, the the production values were phenomenal. And uh, we kind of did a group text. They uh, they used some of the same lenses that that Zack Snyder used for Man of Steel, uh, and some of the same production techniques. They filmed the anamorphic, so it was extra widescreen. And mm-hmm. there were a lot of cinematic touches in this that I've not seen in any other uh, CW. Yeah, and so TV. much of it, like. The, the the Smallville farm where they went back to, I mean, it looked to me, you know, really it looked to me like the this uh, Christopher Reeve Superman, the Richard Donner Superman. A lot of Easter eggs in there, I'm sure you yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Professor Donner. Yeah, yeah Siegel or, and Schuster, called yeah, Siegel and Schuster. Yeah, that was uh, So it was great. But the thing is with Superman and the complaint I hear, especially from some young, younger folks, in fact, uh, my, a nephew of mine was talking about this just recently, is Superman himself is so overpowered that, uh, you know, he's just not an interesting character. But this is doing a great job of playing into that because the problems he's having to deal with as a father, as the Clark Kent side, is, you know, are things that he can't solve by just being Superman. And I think that's a great approach to this and really humanizes him. And that's been the, the main appeal for that character, you know, for a lot of people is this, you know, this alien that's come here from, Krypton and how can he, you know, fit in with this, this, these human beings, you know, other than just protecting them, how can he actually be one of them? So I think it's a great story. Well, the, uh, there may be a Lex Luthor in it. We don't know. Morgan edge is the uh, supposed bad guy in this. Right. Um, it just looks great. The actors are great. The kids, uh, the people that play not only his sons, but, uh, uh Lana Lang's, uh, daughter, Sarah, I think is her name. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, they're all, they're all very good. And, and right now I'm sure there's going to be some, you know, room for soap opera stuff coming in <laughs> with that. <laughs> but right now it's, it's, they're dealing with, you know, really important issues. Uh, you know, some things that are, that are, are really good with the, with the kids. And it's not just something that's going to be glossed over, you know, in an episode. Yeah. It's almost a modern retelling of Smallville from, um, well, it wasn't the CW. It was the WB way mm-hmm. back when. I was, yeah. I was almost expecting to hear Remy Zero's Somebody Save Me, the theme, bill, yeah. the theme from yeah. Smallville. But, They're uh, pulling a lot from what worked from Smallville, it they, looks like to they, me. They really are. It looks great. It, the production values are great. Um, you know, the characters. Yeah, Tyler H., you know, he – I. I the way they did the origin, the first five minutes was just phenomenal. It's mm-hmm. one of the best retellings of the Superman origin. Jay, you need to go watch this on the yeah, CW. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my mom actually wants to watch it, so maybe this yeah, will be a little bonding. But yeah. well, Becky, Becky didn't think she cared anything about watching, and she sat down and you know, thir- you know, fifteen minutes in, she's like, "Okay, well, I've obviously got to watch the rest of this now." Yeah. You know, so the, there's there's a scene early on where um, you kind of the introduction to Superman. And he's this, this, uh, it's a VW, 
Prius or something coming across and it, yeah. you know, falls off and, and super, and is about to hit a kid and, and Superman saves him with a recreation of what action comics, um, number one, number one, it's a recreation. Yeah. Of I that think cover. maybe, maybe not, but it's one of the, it's one of the early ones. I think and, it is action comics. Number one, I'll be looking that up as we speak. And it's the same outfit from, from that action comics, oh, cool. uh, cover, uh, with the black ass and the red trunks and uh he goes over to the kid and the kid's like yeah cool suit man and it's a, it's a it's a younger guy he's in his teens you know maybe 12 13 and and superman's got this dorky smile on his face because he is a big boy scout that's that's mm-hmm. superman and he smiles he said thanks my mom made it for me then he zooms <laughs> off and to me and the suit is the max flesher suit that, from, the, from the cartoons with the black background okay so that's the, the max uh, yeah. that's the flesher suit that's, yeah uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and it is Action Comics number one that they're recreating the cover from. And and, and so right there, I realized that that guy understands the character, and the directors yes. and showrunners understand the character in a way that Zack Snyder never did. Mm-hmm. Because to me, and we've said this over and over again, but the contrast between Superman as the Boy Scout and Batman as the Dark Knight is what makes that partnership work. Yeah. Uh, if you have them both being dark and moody, it it, it doesn't make any sense. Martha, you know? Martha. Yeah, that's okay. right. All right, we we've riffed on that. Jay's got a geek of the week. He's just over here. He's yawned. <laughs> I think we maybe do. Sounds like we may be doing a follow up episode later on about I, Superman and Lois. Yeah, a little yeah. bit more deep dive on okay, that. Yeah, watch it. Not to be confused with Lois and Clark. So yeah, or, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Make sure you get it right, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I got my DVD set of Lois and Clark. Yeah, I didn't realize Dean Kane was in there, so yeah. or Terry Hatcher. So anyway, yeah. Jay, what's your geek of the week? My geek of the week. You may have seen this. Uh, I don't know if you if it went viral or whatever, but I, BuzzFeed put out this deal about Ming Na, the actress, about how she was Disney's only or first trifecta, and what the the deal was that she was a Disney princess, Mulan. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. in The Mandalorian, as I'm going to butcher the name, but Fennec Shand or whatever. Yeah, she's, yeah. And then she was in Marvel in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's right. So she's, you know, she's been in three major things. You got a Marvel, you got a Star Wars, and you got sort of classic Disney. So she was the yeah. voice of Mulan. Voice of Mulan in the, in the, uh, in the animated you. version. Yeah. So in the comments. And though, she also, she also makes a cameo in the live version. Okay. Oh, oh, that's right. She does. She does. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just watched that the other day. So in the comments, though, people, of course, were saying, well, this is great. This is awesome. But what about this person? And so I looked it up, and sure enough, um, care to guess who some other trifectas might be? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. He was in a Super Bowl commercial. I'll give you a hint. Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <clears throat> Samuel wow. L. Jackson. Did you hear? Did you hear that condensation? I, I really, I really did. <laughs> nerp. Yeah. Nerp. Yeah. So, no, so, Robbie. Thanks for playing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So Samuel L. Samuel L. Jackson. Frozone. Yeah. What Disney princess oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. You got to kind of broaden it a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, Frozone and The Incredibles. Frozone, Waste, so that's Disney Mace Pixar. Mace Windu. And then uh, of course Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Yeah. So he's a classic. And then another one that came up. John Favreau, he was in Marvel, Happy Hogan, right? Oh yeah, he's the, well. He was he in the Mandalorian or just everything else? Mandalorian. Oh, he he's got a he he plays one of the uh, the Mandalorians that uh, 
that uh, they fight, you know, in the okay, armory. That's what I thing. thought. I thought he was yeah. behind a mask. And somewhere. also comes back to rescue him later in the first season. Okay. So, so he's in that he yes. happy Hogan. And I didn't realize this, but he was one of the voices of, let's see if I wrote it down, the pygmy, pygmy hogger. So anyway, in the jungle book, the live version. Okay. Okay. He was a voice. And he also that. does I, a I voice. kids in the- were in there too. Cause there were several Favros yeah. that were like young wolves. And he was also in the Sopranos, which, not classic Disney, but okay. Yeah. yeah. But also was, in Buzz Lightyear, there was a Buzz Lightyear uh, of Space Command um, series, and he was some part in that. So yeah. So if you start to look at it, I just thought that was kind of cool, because I thought it was cool that, you know, the ming Na thing to begin with, and then when you start looking at other people, then uh, yeah. you got He did a voice. Of, he was a character in the Clone Wars, too. Well, I saw that. I didn't I didn't. So know, would that be a that, quadfectra? So. Well, that's still Star Wars. Well, I think you're still. You're not adding a genre. Yeah. So you tried with the Sopranos. You know what? Has he been in a National Geographic documentary? Because that would be your fourth avenue. Oh, he may have been. (laughs) Maybe he did. The Jungle Book was kind of like that. Maybe what's that? Maybe Maybe he he did did voiceover. Maybe he was the narrator for the National Geographic. We've got to check that out. Yeah, but he does show up in the Sopranos. I'm going through the Sopranos right now as himself, and it was really funny to see John Favreau as himself. As John Favreau. Yeah, across a couple episodes. So. All right, we're going to cross the break. We're going to get on moving. We're going to talk uh, TV and movie cars when we come back. We're back across the break. We're moving on around. We're in a vehicle or something like that. I'm turning it over to Jay now because this is his idea. <laughs> so a few weeks out, a few weeks ago, as we record, I was visiting my daughter in Jackson, Tennessee, and there was just I wanted to do something, not just you know sit around. And I had seen this before. It's called Rusty's TV and Car TV and Movie Car Museum. Not your brother, Rusty. Not my brother, Rusty. This is another <laughs> Rusty. So we we went, and it's basically just a, a warehouse, kind of a couple of warehouses actually, full of cars and trucks and such that either have been actually in movies, like have the actual cars that have been in movies, or. Uh, actual cars like the same model same year all that stuff that he has painted or built up to look just like we're in the movies and it was really very cool because that i mean i got a list here some of the ones that were actually in movies and ones that weren't but but it was an it was kind of a neat experience so what did you see well what did i see there's a lot here there is the there was several from fast and furious i i'm not a big Watcher Fast and Furious because I couldn't tell you about that, but there was the well, they're fast and they're pretty mad all the time. Mad, yeah, uh, eighty nine Batmobile and the Bat Cycle from the sixties. And the cool thing about the Batmobile is he Batman. actually built that. <laughs> oh, so that's not original. He it's, built it. He built it. I mean, it it looks original. It's crazy. Somebody's got too much time and money he on his hands. Built it, uh, and he has one of the older ones, but it wasn't on display. He's got like fifty cars or something. And only wow. thirty something will fit in the space that he has right now. So he kind of cycles some in and out, apparently. But those those cycles. Two I think it's just funny that he's you working on cars and his name is Rusty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get it. He cycles them in and out. Okay, yeah. Yeah. okay, okay. All right. So there was uh, the Ghostbusters Ecto the Ecto One Ecto One was Ecto-1. there. Ecto One with um, the original or did he? Build it was up? not an original. But the fascinating thing about that was apparently that model of vehicle was. Very rare. So to even have one, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't the original, to even have one of that model in year was 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 pretty rare. So 
uh, Mystery Machine <clears throat> from Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and then another famous fan, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh, van. sure. Yeah. Right. It was, he had the toy there, too, and then the uh, the van that matched it. Uh, of course, there was a General Lee. There was a kit from Knight Rider uh, that, uh, that talked. Was it on, from the show? I don't think that one was from the show, So actually. are any of these actually from the show, or they're just replicas? Some of them are. Some of the two of the Fast and Furious were... Uh, there was a speed he's racer. He's got 50 Yugos that he's painted. <laughs> All right, so you want to know what was actually in the movie. He's got, he's got a speed racer from the, uh, from the movie? <clears throat> Again, looks just like it. Not, not <laughs> okay. This, is, this one's from the cartoon. All right. And they're incredibly uh, small. They were called Hot Wheels. <laughs> well, well, no, remember there was a speed racer movie with... Uh, yeah, yes. this was not, this yeah. was not from uh, it. The Wachowski, Wachowski yeah. produced. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that. It's actually not bad. Yeah, so I did y'all see, see um, did y'all watch Howard Castle and McCormick? You remember that TV? I show? remember. I do remember the show, but I didn't remember there being a. Well, well th- I this remember. car wasn't in it either. Yeah, but it no, was this like, was what? actually the it was a coyote, which I haven't seen a lot of coyote cars, but that, that was. I've never there. seen a coyote that I can remember. The car from Norbit, um, wasn't that an Eddie Murphy? Yeah, um, movie that was there. The my favorite, I think, that was actually in a movie was the AMC Pacer from Wayne's World. Wayne's World, That's pretty Wayne's cool. World. That was authentic. There Party was, time. There was something, um, I think it's from the second Back to the Future. He had a DeLorean set up to look just like it, but that wasn't in the movie. But there was one, um, like a flying police car or something that he had. Sure. That was, that uh, was yeah. there. Um, another good one, there, of course, there was uh, a Green Hornet. Black You're giving Beauty. away all the ones we're going to talk about. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, probably. But you wanted to know what was there. Yeah. There um, was a TARDIS there as well, right? There was a TARDIS. I don't think it was in the movie. Did it work? I'm here. Well, did, did you open the door? Was it I didn't open the door. No. Was it bigger on the inside? <laughs> I didn't. I was afraid to cross the, the velvet rope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let's see what else. Um, Breaking he's actually, Bad. And the, it's okay. still in the museum. He just stopped in. He's gone through time and That's joined it. us here. Right. That's I was it. just there yesterday. There was a Bumblebee. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can, I can save some of these from um, so actual. Just Starsky and Hutch is another cool. Oh thing. yeah, Again, yeah, I've the got movie, that one. But but definitely a replica. So you wanted to talk about vehicles as characters. It's what made me think of it. Yeah, because you think about because there another one that was actually a movie vehicle it wasn't in the movie, but it was built by Disney to promote it was Herbie. Yeah. So we yeah. think about things like Herbie, the Love Bug, and Kit, yeah, and Knight Rider. some of those that were. Um, actual characters in TV and movies, TV shows and movies. And then there's other cars that maybe weren't characters per se, but without them, like the general Lee is a great example of that. Sure. Without the general Lee, is there a Dukes of hazard really? Yeah, probably not. So, so that, that sort of thing. So I just, you know, I will look through some top 10 lists and it's the first top 10 list I looked at. I mean, Rusty had six out of 10 That's of those pretty, cars. And then, well, I mean, a lot of the stuff that he has, uh, overlapped in these, you know, most, most famous. Well, are what when you think of a a car as a character in in film or TV, what what comes to mind for you? I did not. <laughs> he did not. I was told the assignment was to come up with uh, TV as a cars. From, uh, the only one I've got, the only two that I've got that I had Herbie the Love Bug, yeah, you know, that I mentioned might be a character. I also thought Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I had, yeah, you know. I, I thought Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We love you. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking about cartoons. There's Speed Buggy, which is the you know Scooby Doo ripoff that was a Dune buggy that was yeah. an- anthropomorphic. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I just have iconic cars, which we can. 
some of them have been mentioned already. So, so what are some uh, of your what's what's on your iconic? Well, the Batmobile I had, uh, the Monkey Mobile, both of those are George Barris creations. I had Starcy's Grand Torino, which we all wanted back in the seventies. Yes, um, we did. And then I've got I've got two Bond cars, oh. uh, the Aston Martin DB5, which was the one from Goldfinger and had all the, you know, the different uh, right. weapons that came out of it. Yeah. But the one I really liked and the one I really wanted was the 76 Lotus Esprit from the spy who loved me that turned into a submarine. <laughs> I, I researching that this morning. Yeah. That was on a list. Those are on a lot of lists. It, it was. Yeah, uh, that was I mean, to me, that was the really I mean, because that's about the probably one of the first movies, I, James Bond movies I saw in the theater. And when he drove off that and became, I said, like, oh, man, is that something real? Could you have and, that? And so that that was an actual car that that actually yeah, well, die. both of Bond's cars were actually were actually cars you could buy. Obviously, not with the modifications that Q made to them. But but if you find someone named Q, maybe he could make it for you. So well, I read something about the Lotus though that somebody had bought one and was trying to make it do that. I can't remember yeah. who it was. If somebody with a lot of money in time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, of course. And now, his name Volkswagen was Volkswagen Beetles were supposed to float if you kept everything closed. You could actually put those, but they, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Tell anybody that wanted to test that. Yeah, really. And the other one I had, the last one I had was the Partridge Family bus. Oh, wow. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that one. I hadn't thought about that mm-hmm. one either. Well, I had a couple of uh, I had a couple of, of vehicles as characters. And, of course, Kit being probably the most famous. Um, Knight Rider with the voice. Who was the voice of uh, Kit? Um he was oh, the gosh. chief. Of, he was the chief of surgeons, uh, chief of staff on Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, and on Boy Meets World. Yeah, I can't. He was a principal on Boy Meets World, if I remember correctly. I can't remember. Anyway, iconic voice. So um, you know, Knight Rider um, obviously was one. I thought about General Lee, but you know, to me, and I, I've never seen the movie, but I was kind of terrified. Christine. Yeah, he, he yeah. had that car too. That yeah, was one of the yeah. Cars. So arguably the most evil car ever put on celluloid um, was was this Stephen King inspired. Well, it was an adaptation of a Stephen King novel. It may have been a Richard Bachman novel. I can't remember, but Christine. It was yeah. I think it was uh, King writing as Bachman. Yeah, yeah. So, but Christine was because I remember kind of, reading one of the. I, would, I was looking at it too. I remember reading one of the critiques said this is what Stephen King would write if Stephen King could really write. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, hey, dude, I wrote it. Wow, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. William Daniels is the voice of That's uh, right. William Daniels. Yeah. And of course, you know the 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 that's the, right. the DeLorean. Oh, it, the light just went off. Well, the, the the face just came out yeah. and now I can put together. See, I I, remember, yeah. I was a big San Altor fan. Mm-hmm. And so I remember Yeah, San Altor. I love that show too. Yeah. I did not watch Night Rider. Did you not? No, if I don't know, I can't remember when it came out. Um, was it late seventies? Yeah, seventy nine, eighty, something like that. Yeah, so it, it it may have just hit at the wrong time for me, or there was something else I was watching. I remember the show, but I just remember for some reason there was I didn't I didn't get into it like other other shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the DeLorean from Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and you know, to me thinking about that, what's so interesting to me about Back to the Future is the DeLorean's almost a MacGuffin, right? Mm-hmm. And, yes. and but there's so many car motifs in that movie because if you think back, um, one of the first uh, conflicts is Biff had borrowed George McFly, Marty's dad's vehicle, and he wrecked it. And George, I mean Marty, was going to take it up to the to the lake for the weekend, and then you have the DeLorean that's introduced, uh, which takes Marty back to the '60s. And the the story was that George met 
Marty's mom, I can't remember her name, Leah Thompson's character. Uh, you know, he was he was bird watching in a tree and he fell out and got hit by a car. So uh, there's all these car motifs throughout Back to the Future, which I thought was pretty interesting. But you know, anyway, we all wanted the DeLorean. We absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the guy who wrote uh, Ready Player One, what's his name? Um, I don't remember. Oh shoot. I'm I'm pointing to Jay because he just anyway. So he bought one of the uh, yes. Back to the Future the, DeLoreans. I think the picture of him with that is on the fly leaf of the book. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. Uh, who else you got on your list there? There was um, the Blues Brothers car. Oh was yeah, there. that yeah. was pretty cool. They had some like wax figures of them or something like that. <laughs> uh, let's see, Back to the Future, Norbit. We are talked about that. Um, there was an RV from Christmas Vacation with like Christmas lights, and I'm not sure it was the even the same model, but it was there. And there was um, a TARDIS. Yeah, there was a TARDIS. Yeah, we just want to make sure that yeah. we know that there's there a was TARDIS. a pink Barbie Corvette. So that was you know that was kind of wild. oh, and this we didn't do this, but you could pay a little extra. They had a a box that you could stand in, like you were in a Barbie box. But my daughter would not do it because um, <laughs> she looks oh, like a Barbie doll. Yeah. And, uh, Cannonball Run uh, um, had a Lamborghini from that, and they had the Trans Am from Smokey and the Band. Oh, so that's another one. You know, obviously that was a big yeah, part of that movie as that, well. The, yeah, the Trans Am. The Trans Am for me is the one. That, oh, yeah. I, I wanted a Trans Am as a kid. Yeah. a Firebird. You know, those were just amazing with a Pioneer stereo system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't get much high, high, high living than that. You know, and y'all would know this one too. The the motorcycle from Ghost Rider. He had that, and I think that was actually in the film. And it was like mm. burned. I mean, it was kind of like it still run ran, but it 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 was set up to to like it was charred I, all over. I never watched Ghost Rider. Did you, Jay? I, I mean, watched, uh, Art Jay. Yeah, Jay, I, did you? I've uh, seen it, but it's been. A, I mean, it's been a minute. What about you? There were two, there were two movies, right? I know I yeah. saw the first one. I don't know that I watched the second one. I, I Nicholas Cage. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I saw the first one. I'm sure. Yeah. Did was there a second with Nicolas Cage as well? Yeah, I think he was in the sequel. Okay. Yeah. Ghost Road. What, what Ghost else? Rider, did Ghost Road. What about? Uh, well, did I say Bumblebee uh, was there? The the Camaro. No. Bumblebee Camaro. And, and that's another character. I mean, that's a definite, definitely well, a character in a movie, right? Oh yeah. And there's one I'm, I'm waiting for you to talk about that you haven't said yet. But oh, okay, uh, well, yeah. go for it. Well, I mean. We haven't talked about Lightning McQueen and Mater. I mean, Lightning I McQueen, about that. Lightning McQueen we, was there. Yeah, yeah, that one was there. Okay. Um, of course, that was you know cartoon car made to to look real, but it was still kind of cool. So that the whole cars and planes franchise is all about cars and planes who act like people. Yeah, of course. When I I've never up seen cars as characters, that's you know the first ten links are to that movie. Yeah. So you haven't you yeah. haven't seen Cars Art? No, and I heard it's great. I heard oh, it's really yeah. a good movie. Yeah. yeah the 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 first one's great. Uh, cars two yeah, is not but, bad. You know, but it's but that's kind of typical. I mean, you know, it's like, like Toy Story is probably one of the few that that broke that mold. But typically, the the first well, of the Pixar or Disney animated movies are great, and then the other ones fun to watch. But <laughs> it's yeah. like not quite as good as the other ones. That's so right. I need to watch that. I, I, I'll have to. I'm sure they've got it on Disney Plus. Yeah, I they they've got all of them. You've got you know planes, and there was three cars movies, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. There's several for sure. Yeah. So anyway, all right. What so else? So what about this? Wasn't at the museum, but um, just in looking it up, the Mini Coopers that were in Italian Job. Uh, oh, that's cool. And I realized I've only seen the newer version. Of, I guess that that was a remake, though, huh? I believe. Yeah. So. I saw pictures. Michael Caine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I kept seeing these pictures of older. 
Mini Cooper or something. But, that was not in, in the movie I saw. And then I realized there was another whole other movie. Back when he yeah. cared about his art. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so well, Jay, he's just buying houses. He's just and Dumb buying. and Dumber. I didn't, I, it's, I don't, I saw the movie. It's been a while, but there was a, a shaggy. Are you talking about me and Jay? Like, hey, we talking about me and yeah, Art now? I'm yeah. not. Did he just, not. did he just address us in that way? Oh, let's see if we, let's see if we give him content, content reigns again. So. Oh my gosh. So of all those vehicles you saw, what was the, the one that you wanted to drive off with? Oh. Gosh, that's not the question I was expecting. Uh, really? <laughs> no, because if you, I, my we favorite one it. to see was the <laughs> Wayne's World. Was the page? I mean, that would be the same, would be the obvious question. Which one? I was because you know which one Robbie would want. The TARDIS. Did I mention? Yeah. there was a TARDIS there. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Maybe the probably the Lamborghini or the Batmobile, one or the other. Yeah, I would want the Batmobile. I would the Batmobile. Yeah. yeah. What? But it would be cool to drive around town, though, in the mystery machine. I mean, just because it was so recognizable. But I would, you know, DeLorean or something like that or the Ecto-1. So there was a there was a TikTok that came out a couple of uh, couple of months ago about this woman walking out of an old, you know, older woman. She's got her mask down and she's just she's addressing her her phone camera. You know, they're. You know, the, the world's just gone to heck. There were these kids in there and a big old dog, and they were chasing around this old man. And they ripped off his hair and his mask, and, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And she's walking past the mystery machine. You know, it was hilarious. I'll have to find it somewhere and, and <laughs> send it to you guys. So, you know, driving around in the mystery machine. Uh, I'm surprised that we haven't seen any corporate, you know, you'll see cars. Uh, painted up in, in corporate colors that civilians are driving around. Surprisingly, yeah. I've seen a mystery mis- machine, especially as CBD products become very, very popular. No kidding. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Drive around the mystery machine. People think you're like a food truck for CBD. <laughs> yeah, a mystery machine with food truck with uh, with brownies. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. That's hilarious. That's really uh, you may be onto something. Yeah, there's a million dollar idea right He's there. He's typing it into right. his phone yeah. now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He just bought that domain. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Cha-ching. I, I, I did it, you know. So, well, cool. Art of that list, what would you want to, you the the Batmobile, what would you want to? Well, you know, you've got, you've got two different things, I think. You know, what would you really like to have and own as possibly a real car that you might have, you know, or what would be just the cool geek car to have? And for me, the, the Batmobile would be the one, the 60s Batmobile would be the one I would most want to have. Uh in terms of actually driving, I would love to have a DeLorean just to drive around. That would be very cool. Oh, that would be cool. I, I mean, you know, one that works. <laughs> yeah. Of course, they may follow you around for that for different reasons, too. But, you know. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. We've uh, we've taken a trip to Jackson, Tennessee and into our car fantasy. So uh, we're going to uh, sign off. Thank you guys for joining us. And we will see you next time.